When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Was something, but thank you all for joining us anyway for the PHNX Suns. You all, there's show. like four of them. Nobody wants to <laughs> listen or talk about this game. Brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five star review. The Suns, they lost to the Atlanta Hawks, 132 to 100. At one point, I think they were down 41 or 42 points in this game. 42. I don't know what happened, but it wasn't pretty. I I know what happened. (laughs) I know exactly what happened. It's exactly what I said in the pregame. I'm like, yeah, you might sit there and think, oh, well, the Hawks record, they're not that they're not that good. The Suns are only 27 and 25, too. Like they're not world beaters. And I said, if the if the Haw- the Hawks got some shooters and if they came out and, and played well, I thought max twenty points they would win by, and they doubled that up. So yeah, you got to come to play every night. You're not you're not like the best team in the NBA, and I know you guys won some games, but shit, you still got to come out and play hard. And I mean, credit to the Hawks, they were hitting everything in the first half from three. Yeah, I think we should just go to the box. Because Let's that, do it. Yeah, that's going to tell it. you everything you need to know. <laughs> um, I I jumped the gun, so I'm isn't quite ready. Oh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? A whole lot of ugly shit tonight. Yeah. One thirty-two, one hundred loss for your sons, and it came down to three-point shooting. I mean, this tells you everything. Every last ugly thing you need to know about this game the hawks were 19 of 33 for 58 percent from deep and the suns were four of 28 for 14.3 percent so i think you and i could go out there and hit just as many three-pointers as they did tonight. my biggest problem is is like this team for whatever reason when they start missing from three everything falls apart it's like uh, the wrong people are taking the wrong shots at the wrong time. Like, especially from three, like Tory Craig was launching them. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing right now? You, you, you don't shoot that. You don't shoot that. You have not been hitting that shot for quite a while. You hit them once every 10 shots, like get the ball inside. And like, they start the second half. DA doesn't touch the ball on offense for like the first four minutes. And then finally, the first time he does, he gets a bucket. I'm like, well, yeah, guys, like, the, you're going to continue to fall into quicksand 
if you don't find other ways to score to make it easier for yourself. And they just continue to do so. Like, just go find Mikhail and DA. They were the only two that showed up tonight. The only two. Well, at one point, they had 43 of the Suns' 65 points in, yeah. in the third. Uh, this team has a massive flaw to it. When they start missing, it's contagious for the entire team. And and then it, if it happens in the first quarter, they just shut down. It is a very weird thing, and it dates all the way back to that MAV series because we saw it happen in multiple games in that MAV series. This is not something that just Devin Booker fixes. Mm-hmm. I think this team needs some kind of uh, injection of something, and not literally, uh, figuratively, in terms of a well, literally they probably could too, but figuratively to to bring somebody in and and kind of give some kind of jolt to this, make bring some fresh perspective and and fresh blood to this, and give them somebody on the bench that can score in at one point in the third quarter, and this was significantly this was well into the third quarter. The bench had scored four total, total points. The Suns team is not going anywhere. If the bench has nights like this, I, I will say, um, and I will happily eat my words, folks, but I have been on the record saying that outside of a Jay Crowder move, and I don't even know how big that's going to be, I wouldn't expect that to happen. I wouldn't expect some infusion of anything to come to this team uh, in, in in such a manner that it would it would shock the the team, right? I think the biggest move they might make is, you know, somebody – that might be able to come off the bench and give you a few, few buckets, I guess, maybe. Or they bring D-Wash back at this point. Like, if, I just, I don't know. this team does not do something of semi-significance, James Jones is out of a job this summer. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I that mean, wouldn't Matt, surprise me. I agree. Matt Ishbia is not going to sit around and go, well, you know, no. he want, He's going to want to win. He's going to want to ha- put his mark on this franchise. And if James Jones does nothing to help them, He's going to be out of a job. My thing is, is I don't understand why this team gets so, so down when shots aren't falling. Usually, like, you can shoot your way out of some things, right? Or there's one or two guys who are still bringing the energy. And yes, Mikel Bridges and D.A., did bring the energy, but it wasn't a great shooting night for either of them either. But usually there's at least one guy who can come in and knock down a big bucket. Like, we've relied on D. Lee for that. We've seen Ish Wainwright do those type of things. Like, lately, though, when they get down, it is impossible for them to find but a spark. Damian Lee has not been good for the last couple of weeks. I don't like, know what's going on with him. He's in a funk right now. I'm still kind of shocked that he's still leading the league in three-point percentage because it, it feels like he can't throw the rock in the ocean right now. He's probably um, not after night going over football. Yeah, and and he's kind of disappeared in other ways too. Um, and listen, I, I love Ish, but if you're waiting for him to give you a spark, you're fucked already. Like, you, they just don't have the dudes uh, off the bench to be able to give you consistent buckets on a regular basis. They don't, they don't have anybody on that bench that can do that. Nobody. I don't care what you think about Dario. I don't think... I don't care what you think about when Devin Booker comes back and somebody moves to the bench, whether it's Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson's the only one. I, I, let me take that back. If he moved to the bench, but 
Um, he'll be in the starting lineup. Torrey Craig will go to the bench, and Torrey Craig's not getting you buckets. Like, everybody is not good right now except for Mikhail. DA's at least giving you points, and I know some people will sit there and and, and complain and, and, and bitch about his defensive effort and stuff like that, but I thought he played a pretty solid game tonight. Yeah. He was into it. He was he was strong on the glass. He was he was trying to make an impact defensively. He challenged several shots tonight, which I was very happy about. But man, whew, this team when they get into a funk, it is over. And you know what? I'll give Da credit because I also had somebody in the chat be like, uh, "Da shot nine of twelve tonight." Yes, of course, Da did shoot well tonight. He started off a little rough, but I will give Da credit for continuing to shoot the ball regardless of how he started he and strong. shoot it well. Yeah, he was strong. Look, this is this is what happens when you're a one-star team, like a one true star. That's not a that's not a knock on Mikhail or DA, but you're a one true star team. That guy's injured and it, th- there's no room for regression or bad nights from anybody. That's why this team needs eventually, whether it's this year or in the offseason, a second guy to run with book. So if you have an injury, you got a guy you could still rely on that can go out there uh, and and lead and be that energy. There's no, th- there's not that guy right there, now. There's, uh, you know, after the last four or five games, um, there were people saying, oh, Chris Paul's back, Chris Paul's back. Um, and, and I'm not going to say that he's not because of this one game. But what I will say is this. The biggest difference between Chris Paul right now and Chris Paul of, of your – <laughs> which is called of yesteryear, of yesteryear um, is that when you know the game is kind of getting out of hand and you need a bucket, Chris Paul was not able to get that for you tonight. He was putrid tonight. He was not good at all. I think he had like two assists by halftime, one point. Mm-hmm. Like he was not good at all and couldn't get into the flow of the game, couldn't find his spots. And when everybody else isn't hitting and the focus comes back to you, because Chris Paul's the head of the snake, um, and he's not able to come through. That's what concerns me. If Chris, if if Devin Booker gets hurt in the playoffs, it's it's up to Chris Paul to kind of lead this team because Mikhail's trying to get to that level. He's trying to learn how to get to that level, but he's still not quite there yet. He's learning, and he's he's really close. He's pretty close to getting to that to that next level of stardom. Um, but he he's he's got to learn that leadership approach and really that give me the ball and everybody get out of the way kind of approach. Uh, DA's not there yet. Chris Paul's that guy right now, but he, he doesn't, he doesn't have that juice sometimes. Um, and it is very up and down with Chris Paul in terms of the way his body feels, the way he reacts in games. Like it's just, whew, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Oh. And, and Ryan, we're, we're, we're not really low. Like they're 27 and 26. Okay. Cause Ryan in the chat saying that we're low after, after one loss, like I'm not, I'm not, the world's not ending. It's just we're not no, here to blow it up. These are these are bad things that it's happened just a tonight really bad in one game. game. We're we're talking about the game at hand. We're not yeah. talking about the bigger picture. And look, if you're relying on a 37 year old to be that guy, you're gonna have to accept nights like night tonight will yep. happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just that's just the reality of it. I mean, there's there's one guy at 37, 38 that. You, you aren't going to see that from his name's LeBron James and he's a freak. You know, Chris Paul can't be that guy night in night out. He had four great games. He has one rough one right now. 
I mean, it was not pretty tonight, and we're not going to ever sugarcoat a 32-point loss. I mean, I'm not here to put lipstick on a pig. Tonight sucked. Yeah, Espo and I have been there, done that. We're kind of over it yeah. at this point. Yeah, we pay, we we paid to put enough <laughs> lipstick that could cover a whole herd of pigs or whatever the hell they're called when they're together. I will say though, the Atlanta Hawks, you got to give them credit one way or the other. Whether it was luck, whether it was taking advantage of the defense that the Suns were showing them, they had ten threes three minutes before halftime of this game. They finished with nineteen, and they normally average ten. 10. On the season. So almost double the amount of threes they knocked down tonight than they have all season long. So, I mean, when you're only able to knock down four threes as an entire team, the Suns-wise, compared to 19 from your opponent, that's an uphill battle that's basically not even worth trying at that point. Oh, yeah. The the math, uh, like we talk about, the math ain't math. And when you're trying to uh, fight that battle, it doesn't matter how well, even if you had a good night shooting uh, you know, mid-range and from two, you're still not mm-hmm. going to win that because they've just out-dueled you. They had more tonight than than you did. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I see a lot of people talking about Cam Johnson. And while I agree that Cam Johnson has had two rough nights um, as of late, finished with six points tonight on two of seven from the field, one of three from deep, He did only play 15 minutes, and hopefully Gerald Bourget will be joining us here shortly to give us more information on this. But uh, that 15 minutes was really concerning to me because I was kind of like, what's going on here? Why is it so few minutes we're seeing from Cam Johnson? And I even texted Gerald during the game like, did I miss something? Because I didn't know that he was on that much of a minutes restriction still. Like, we had seen him play far more yeah, he played 33 one night yeah so gerald asked monty about it after the game and like i said he'll come in and give us more information but what he said so far was that monty said they're trying to be better about managing his minutes after pushing him a bit too much in his first few games back but monty felt he hurt cam's ability to get in a rhythm with that approach tonight and honestly i kind of agree with monty there. like how do you expect cam to find a rhythm when you're putting them out there for three minutes at a time and then pulling them out for 15 minutes and then putting him back in? I mean, initially, I agreed, you know, about, oh, don't have a minutes restriction or whatever. But, I mean, it's pretty clu- pretty obvious what Monty's doing. Yeah, it's this. Ugh. Uh, it's, he's freezing him out. Ice. He's freezing ice, out. Monty. That's what he does. Nobody, nobody freezes his own team. Like Monty Williams, like ice, I, I just ice, don't understand Monty. it. You know, literally, we were we were talking. We talked to Jock yesterday, and if you didn't get a chance to see it, I literally asked him this question about how difficult it is from game to game. To one game you play fifteen minutes, the next game you don't play at all, and then have to get ready. And and each night you're preparing. Like, and he said it's tough. It's really tough. So when you're going out there and you're a starter, and you only play fifteen minutes. But, you know, the next night, maybe you play 30. And then the next night, maybe you play 20. And then you're all over the place. You're, it's absolutely fair to say that he, he can never develop a rhythm. And I don't, I don't know if it's quite like that uh, yet because he's still trying to 
get back into the flow of things. And, uh, you know, I, I will say this is like, you know, I, Cam Johnson's like my golf game. If I don't play for a while and I get out to the course, for some reason I play really, really well the first time. And then after that, I really suck. And then once it comes back, I'm much better. And Cam Johnson might be going through that where he was really, really good at first. And then now it's kind of sliding off a little bit. And then he's going to find it and then he'll be back. But he's not going to come back if Monty continues to ice him like this. Momentum killer ice, ice Monty. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying he had he had nine minutes at halftime. And we all looked at each other and we're just like, what's happening here? Are we like it had me worried for a hot minute that Cam had gotten injured again, which I hope still knock on wood is not the case. And it is what Monty had said of them just trying to limit his minutes because of how much they put on his shoulders immediately after coming back. But either way, like like it's if you just pop in and out, there's no way to find a solid no. rhythm. And you can't shoot through your mistakes when you're only playing three to four minutes. Yeah. Like you just can't. You you uh you still off the OG train because uh OG Ananobi would have been would have been nice tonight. Yeah. What for instead of Cam? <laughs> For this one game, instead of anybody, did I? I mean, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, OG, OG, any fucking name, any other <laughs> NBA player would have been nice to have in addition to what we have already. Yeah, but I mean, it's just, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? And listen, and, and no matter what happens, and I'm not trying to bag on Monty or anything like that, but listen, man, like you're, you know what? Somebody had said this to, the other day, and I, I kind of wonder, I kind of wonder if if there's some legitimacy to that. Monty Williams was not a high-level player. He was a role player, and he was a bench player, and he didn't really have a high role on a lot of his teams. So maybe he just doesn't know what it feels like to have to be a reliable scorer in this league because he doesn't. And so I, I kind of wonder if there's some truth to that matter. I, I guarantee it. If He treats every guy on this team like, th like he was treated as a coach, it feels like. I mean – even book he'll pull him when he's on a heater and and sit him down and it's it's just very odd and at some point i i hope and i don't know that he will but takes a long look in the mirror and goes am i doing what's right by this team you know and when you're about 500 you, you would think uh you would take that look um jose uh, you know earlier in the, in the chat said if money is sitting people before crucial games it's for the best Look at the bigger picture. Boston is next. That is absolutely wrong, Jose, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, the reason why is because you can't afford to throw away games, mm -hmm. okay? The Celtics is are going to be a very, very, very tough game. It just is, okay? Um, so uh, by, uh, by paper, right, on paper, the Hawks should have been an easier game. You have to right now because you are in the thick of it. Take advantage of the games that you think are the easier ones to win. Right. So it's 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 not as easy as like, oh, well, you know, he's just going to chill out and let the players ride until the Celtics like, OK, well, shit, like then then you're you, you're running the risk of going over two, And now you, you might look at this Boston game and you might end up being 500 by the time you get to, to, to Detroit on Saturday. Like you got to take advantage of the games that, you know, you can win or at least you think you should win. Um, and I don't think there was a strategy behind like just resting the players to get ready for Boston. They're not, they're not there yet. They're not there yet. They don't have the team to be able to do that right now. Well, yeah, I mean, I get that what, why you'd rest guys in the fourth, but I don't get that why you're playing a guy limited minutes early on in this game. Like, 
Yeah. That that part doesn't make sense. Yes, in the fourth, you pull your guys, you know, all right, on to the next one. We'll we'll try to win in Boston on Friday. But I just yeah, I don't I don't see that. And, so. I, and I appreciate Jose. He's always in our chat and he's always supportive and stuff like that. And he doesn't like us bagging on the players. But listen, they they did not have a good game tonight. And I don't know what it, you know, that's this is what we do. Like we point out some of the things that were errors and we move on. Yeah. Um we can move on right now. I mean, why not? We'll talk about some of the positives from tonight's game. Uh, one being that we had a fully stocked fridge full of Four Peaks beer. That's always a positive. Four Peaks beer and sports, they go hand in hand. The Super Bowl is just around the corner. Make sure your fridge is stocked up with Four Peaks beer. You could pick up some Sun's Brew. You could do the peach ale. You could try the two brand new beers from Four Peaks, the Recreational Juice Dank IPA, or the Staycation Super Juicy IPA. RGD, baby, the RGD. Is that what it is? RGD? RJD. I was like, gee, what's G? No, I just made it up myself. Oh, okay, nice. I like that. (laughs) Uh, Check it out. Four Peaks has fantastic beer available. Um, You can get it at pretty much any retailer around town, or if you want to check out their pub in Tempe, you could get some beer there and pick up some chicken tenders as well, or whatever type of food you're looking for. They have phenomenal food, but... Again, the Super Bowl is just around the corner. Make sure you have a nice cold Four Peaks beverage during the game. Just a reminder, you do have to be 21 years or older, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. All right, the positives. Like I said, let's name (laughs) our kings of the game. Tonight, we are going to give away two crowns, and they are going to go to DeAndre and and Mikkel Bridges because these two guys, they came to play tonight. They finished with 43 points combined seven assists, and 14 rebounds. Look, we're not giving them the real, like, gold crowns, though. We're giving them those paper crowns you get at uh, Burger King because nobody deserves, like, real gold crowns tonight. (laughs) Listen, a crown is a crown, whether it's paper or it's gold, and they are wearing them tonight. I will say I was really um, impressed with Mikkel Bridges having kind of an off-shooting night for his standards, but the aggressiveness that he showed in order to get to the line, he got to the line 10 times tonight. Mm-hmm. He was 10 of 10 from the charity stripe. That obviously helped him and his contributions offensively. So even though he had a bad shooting night, he was still able to contribute to this team. Absolutely. I do love the aggressiveness by Mikael Bridges. Uh, listen, we've been clamoring for for this team to be aggressive, especially forcing contact at the rim. And Mikael's found a way to be able to do that on a consistent basis. I love what I'm seeing from Kale. I don't think there is no way in hell for the last month you can look at Mikhail's game and criticize anything that he's doing. He's playing at a very high level, probably the highest offensively of his entire career. Mm-hmm. Um, and it couldn't come at a better time because obviously with the rumors, a book coming around the corner at some point here in the next month, uh, I, I mean, I do predict that he will be back before the NBA finals um, that, you know, Mikhail can, contribute alongside book. And I think that's what everybody's hoping for is that Mikhail doesn't fade back into mm-hmm. the bushes when book comes back. He's got to stand his ground and be just as much a factor on the offensive end as book is at the same time. That's what will elevate this team to another level. If he just fades back into the bushes and everybody just keeps relying on book again, guess what? It isn't going to work out as great as book is. He needs help. Somebody's got to help him. Help. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he can't turn into that Homer Simpson meme yeah. where it yeah. just slides back into the hedge. <laughs> not, not, not that I think he'll do it though. One of the things I like tonight for McHale was seven assists, only two turnovers. He continues to be able to run some of the offense through him and find his teammates. I mean, especially in a night where Chris Paul only had three assists and two turnovers. Uh, McHale at least showed the ability still to do that. And I think he'll, he'll be able to do that with Devin and it should help the offensive load, uh, for Devin as well. It should help him find better shots. So I, I was happy about, about that. Obviously getting to the line, he's doing the things that he needs to, even though he only shot six of 18 tonight, he was getting it done, but DA an efficient night, nine of 12, 20 points, the nine rebounds, you know, no turnovers, still no blocks. So I, he's got to turn the corner on the aggressiveness defensively. But but again, what we didn't see the other night against the Raptors was him contesting shots more consistently. Mm-hmm. Tonight he did that. He took a couple. A couple guys came to the to the hole. He went straight up and he took the contact and and was still be uh, was still able to alter their shots, which which to me is as good as a block. Because you're forcing them to have to shoot a different direction or do something that they're not comfortable doing, um, and I'm good with that. Like the blocks will come eventually, as long as he stays aggressive like this and and plays good, sound fundamental defense, which is what we saw. You know, in the playoffs, if you look at his numbers, is you know they weren't like he wasn't having like two or three blocks a game, but his defense was so fantastic. It was strong. Um, it was very strong, and that makes a big difference. So. Yeah. And you know what? I will say, like, I do think that Devin coming back will be beneficial for Mikel and D.A. both. I think um, I know we're a little worried about what Mikel is going to look like when Book mm-hmm. comes back. He has a career long 10 games now with 15 or more points. So that's a career long streak for Mikel. And Chris Paul has already talked about it multiple times, wanting to get this side of Mikel to come out and be more present for this team. I honestly think that Chris Paul and Book will make sure that Mikel can stay as aggressive as he has been more than Monty will. And that's not a knock at Monty. It's just that I think Chris Paul and Book can help kind of dictate that on the court. I also think Devin playing alongside DA will be a boost of energy and low-key like support for Mm -hmm. DA, both in within the context of the game, mm-hmm. but also mentally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we'll see a major regression from McHale because, I mean, and we've talked about it, he was averaging 15 shots a game with Book uh, and hasn't really shot all that much more in these games. He's just been more efficient, and he's been able to to help distribute. I think that continues when Book's here, and he should get easier looks as well because – the defense is going to have to stay on book. They're going to have to play him like they always have. So that should help find more cutting lanes and 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 the like for McHale and some more open corner threes. He's one of the best in the league percentage-wise at hitting those corner threes. So I think we'll see even more from McHale. Yeah, I really enjoyed, um, at the very least, the energy that we got from those two guys tonight and again. Uh, shout out to them for being named our DraftKings King of the Game. And right now, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day. Just go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, 
opt in and place a same game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, but make sure you use that promo code PHNX because new customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get 200 in free bets instantly. That's two promos for you guys. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. I'm really upset about the picks that we all made on the DraftKings Sportsbook app tonight because I lost, Saul lost, but of course Espo won. <laughs> that, that, that doesn't even make any sense. It really does. Did you see Chris Walk? Paul have a block. I tonight? did. I missed it. He, he swatted at the ball and they called it a block. I didn't see it either. None I of us the, saw it. The box just for, oh my God, he's got a block. I win. <laughs> I, I, don't mean, care. I don't care how it happens. I don't care how the scorer scores it. I knew it was going to happen and I got the plus 220 on it. So. To be fair, I feel like midway through the third quarter, we all kind of were like, Half-ass yeah, I kind of glazed over. Yeah, so. we, we missed a few things here and there. Later he could have had a dunk. Day. I think I would have missed it. That's I how agree. glazed over. So what is the leaderboard looking like here, Emma? Okay, Saul's Ooh. back in the negative. $2.50. Minus $2.50. Oh, that's 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 2.5 cents. Oh, you only have 25 cents? It's 2.5 cents. What? Hey, I'm just I'm just going off of that because she no. didn't put the zero, so it's it must be two dollars and fifty cents. She forgot the zero. It's a joke, Lindsay. It's I was joke. like, I'm so confused. <laughs> it's a joke. She forgot to put the zero at the end of my two fifty, so I said it's two point five cents. It's not two dollars and fifty cents. That it was. A, it Doesn't was a bad matter. Joke. You're you're in the name. I'm in the name. Yes. <laughs> you're yes. back in last place. Um, I still have one hundred two seventy six, and Espo, you did hit your bet. Did. So you are now up to twenty nine dollars. I'm coming for you. Oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. I guess I should go back to my uh, slow and steady wins the race and not <laughs> trying to take these crazy same game parlays. But who knows? We'll see on Friday how that shakes out. Uh, we did get a super chat from Trevor. Trevor, thank you for your super chat. Said not too mad about this loss, but but can we be consistent on defense and bring energy? Tired of blowouts on national TV. Can't wait for Book to be back. You know, I think at this point, Trevor, we should just uh, refuse to play on national TV. It seems like on anytime ESPN. we're on ESPN, yeah. at least ESPN, we have a terrible game. So maybe we just need to stop playing on ESPN. I I would be okay with that. At least at least until Booker gets back. No more ESPN. Shoot, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. It just playing on ESPN sucks. <laughs> it does. It, it never. And I honestly think that that might also be one of the problems for because before the game, we saw a lot of people think Perk was talking about it. Stack was talking about it, like uh, saying the Suns need to blow it up. Their windows closed. There's no hope for them. And it's like. Did you guys not see the last handful of games? Like, we were playing pretty well, all things considered. We're about to get Devin back. Hopefully, we'll make a move at the trade deadline that will help bolster this roster. But while I know it's an uphill battle, it's not... The window isn't closed, closed. Well, what's the definition of blow it up, though? I mean... No, they're saying blow it up. Like, like everybody trade. but book is on the table. I mean... 
yeah, depending on who's available. I mean, yeah, that's that's, the, that's thing. the thing. I mean, like if if Giannis became available, yeah, you're damn right. Everybody not named Book is available. <laughs> Blow it up. Yeah, <laughs> Let's like go Giannis. Yeah, but like yeah. you know, oh, John Collins is available. Yeah, I'm not blowing it up. Yeah. Even Pascal Siakam, I'm like, I'm not blowing it up. Maybe I would trade DA. I'd change the recipe a little bit. You know, you always see that new and improved. Maybe I'd try that with the Suns, but I'm not blowing it up. I but I think this is the problem is because every time we're on ESPN, we play like doo-doo. Yeah, but... but and they, that's all they're watching is well, just the ESPN game. Yeah. They're watching all their games. But they're only watching the ESPN but, games. But, but we had won six out of seven or five out of seven or whatever it was before. And they were saying this before the game. This is how they felt before the game. So that's they didn't give fair. a fuck about the winning streak. They're looking at this team... And they see an old Chris Paul who's been inconsistent this year and has not been able to score at a high clip until the last four games before tonight. Um, and they're looking at no Devin Booker and what this team is. And in their minds, they're like, yeah, I would look for other opportunities. So in their mind, blow it up. And I'm like, that's the stupidest shit ever because you still have a young nucleus of Cam Johnson, DA, and, and Mikhail. Whatever you feel about them, they're still all 24, 25, 26 years old. Like, that's a good age to be able to develop and grow your core. And then you have Devin Booker, who's right there with them. Like, stop yeah. with all this blow-up shit. That's not happening. And even when we were when we were flailing everywhere and we were talking about, you know, the draft and all these other things, like, even the thought of tank... Sorry, I got something in my throat. I'm really <laughs> choked up. Um, tanking for Wimbayama was like not a reality and it wasn't really serious. And I think the people that were saying tank for Wimbayama were joking. I don't, I never really took any of them seriously, myself included. It was a joke. Like this team is not in a position to blow it up. Like they're going to try to make one big trade before the deadline, because I do feel like this is Chris Paul's last chance to win a championship with the Suns this year. Cause I do not feel like, if they don't do well in the playoffs or whatever, I don't feel like he'll be here next year. I, I have a feeling he's not back either way. I mean, you yeah. can get out of that and only spend half the half the mm -hmm. money, try to reset. But look, the, the idea of blowing it up is so asinine and ass backwards because if they had won tonight, they'd be in fifth place, half a game behind fourth place, and a game and a half behind third. Like, I'm sorry, but that's not blow it up territory <laughs> right now when your superstar's about to come back. Where they're like, at right now? They're in eighth. They're but they're tied with Golden State at seven. They're a a percentage, a tenth of a percentage point behind Golden State because Golden State's played a game less than the Suns. They're half a game back of Minnesota in sixth, half a game back of Dallas in fifth. Like they're right there. The like, the West right now. Tell me it doesn't feel like it's just a game of musical chairs. It totally oh, and is. And you just, you're just hoping to get that good seat before the music stops. And that's what the West is right now. So Because I mean, literally every night you could see teams bounce all over. The playoffs are about to be yeah. fucking lit. Well, do you, do you trust, honestly, do you trust Sacramento down the stretch no. here? They've never been there. It's a bunch of younger guys like – I, either the pressure at the end of the season or the pressure in the playoffs is going to crack those guys. I they don't care, like. though. Low-key, no, though, if don't. Sacramento goes all the way, I will bandwagon the hell no, out of that, but, though. But my my thing is, 
Like, if you wind up the sixth seed taking on Sacramento as the three seed, I'm not oh, scared yeah. of that. I'm signing up all day. Like, I'm not scared. Like, yeah. okay, great. Like, uh, if you wind up in the four five matchup and you're either taking on a Minnesota and LA or, well, Dallas, maybe I'd be a little concerned just because of last year. But, like, there's a path here. And and whether whether you're one or you're eight, you're gonna have to go through the good team, the good two teams in the West to get to the finals in in you know Denver or Memphis. Listen, so be it. I'm here for the one eight matchup. I don't give a fuck if we're the eight. I want the Nuggets in the first round. I would love to piss all over their parade this year. I swear after they danced, after we got eliminated in seven games to the Mavericks to watch their show, and I'm not even going to say it, you know who they are, put on sunglasses and dance on our grave the next day? Give me the first round exit, Nuggies, because we will give you the worst sauce ever. Oh, well, they're one of the <clears throat> few franchises who have lost a 1-8 matchup before. No, they won one. Are they? Oh, yeah, you're right. They won one. They yeah. were part of an upset. So it, it'd be nice to return serve on that. Uh, speaking of beef, apparently we now have beef with the Atlanta Hawks as well because they what? chose violence beef. on Twitter after tonight's game. You guys, they? they literally tweeted out hits a huge three to cut the lead to 41 with the score being 125 <laughs> to 84. So they were up by 44. The Hawks chose violence to got uh, tonight, right. you That's guys. Yeah, this is what loser mentality is. <laughs> When your social team doesn't get a flex very often, they choose to flex on the wrong team at the wrong time when you've got got to play them again in eight days. That that script will be flipped if the Suns have any kind of lead. See, in that why, is that, why is that loser mentality? Because they aren't winning. You don't flex like that uh, in the one opportunity that you're winning because it comes back to bite you in the ass. I, I remember Sacramento did a Photoshop of Devin holding a giant oh, L, L early in, in Yo, a season. Can I tell you real quick? that shit turned on him. That started like a whole thing with like NBA socials. The Kings went so hard at people that it literally was like, let's all get together in a room and have a conversation about how to be nicer on Twitter to other I like franchises. It. I like it. I'm okay with it, I'm honestly. Cool with like, it. I don't think it's loser mentality. If it myself. came from the Mavs or if it came from the Pelicans, I would feel a different type of way. But for whatever reason, the Hawks, I guess maybe because we've never really had like major beef, or if it came from the Nuggets. But since the Hawks and the Suns have never really butt heads in that way, but like, it seems more like a troll. But like, if you don't anything. like it, then win the game. Well, well you got what, eight days that, to figure it out. All I'm saying is that will come back to bite them when the Suns beat them in eight days. That that you'll get a return serve that that'll be just as as not friendly. All right. Yeah, but like if you're a Maz fan and you were up in our chat, <laughs> we put a fucking Luca head on a pigeon. <laughs> yeah, like, hold on. We did that, do that. And that yeah, came back to we, bite us in the ass. We did do that. Shit. But we were the best team in the NBA. All right. We had the best record. We did that. We had one sixty. Okay. No, but I'm saying we won sixty four games. You were up two zero. Like. That's that's okay. You're a winning team. It's are the you freaking Atlanta the Hawks. Are you doing the unwritten rules of basketball right I now? Am. If you're the Atlanta uh. Hawks who aren't very good, just like the Suns right now, they're eighth in the East, like 
It's a weird flex. Oh yeah, we beat you. Okay, congratulations. You still are 27 and 27, eighth in the East. But where's the fun in that? Oh, well, our social is going to be poor today. Like, this is what I'm talking I'm about, just, folks. I'm telling this you. This is what we did to Luca <laughs> last year. And it was funny it, as fuck. And it's still And it funny. completely backfired, but who gives yeah, a but shit? but we were in the catbird seat, and we, cl- we clapped. Look, I'm just telling you, Atlanta will, will, take, will take heat by other teams for for a flex like that in one oh, game. No, 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 no. The other yeah. teams around that, the league are looking at oh, that, yeah, yeah. and the and minute they'll, they'll, they can pounce, oh, yeah. they, but will. Other, they will. But other teams have been doing it to other teams all all just, season long. Look, like Musab Abdi is absolutely right. That's called front running mentality, Espo. Like you can't just talk shit when you're in the lead. That's not how it works. Eddie Johnson was talking shit to me on the golf course, even though I was beating his ass. All game long until the very end when he cut it close. And I was like, okay, cool. Keep it up. Keep that same energy when you're getting your ass beat. Like, I'm cool with it both ways. Whether you're winning or losing, talk that shit. I'm cool with it. If you don't like it, beat them. Beat them. The thing is, is you got to be able to take it if you're going to dish it, right? If the Hawks post that and then their next game out they get molly whopped by whomever they're playing and they do the exact same thing to the hawks and then the hawks are like that's not cool blah 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 (laughs) then it's like okay come on that's loser mentality but if you're like ha good one I see what you did there then you're cool enjoy flexing when you're 27 and 27 look we enjoyed I, I, it. Let them have their fun. Yeah. It's fine. I, I don't care. And, and the Suns should return the favor if they do beat yeah. the Hawks yeah. in Atlanta. Absolutely. If, you know, so I, I'm cool with it. Sorry, Espo. I couldn't get on board with your take that tonight. Fun. You I'm sorry. You don't have to. You don't have to get on board with it. I can be right, and you all idiots can be wrong. So enjoy. Oh, okay, it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Look, I'm, salty. Huh? Look, I'm I'm having that loser mentality. I'm just yeah, that's absolutely loser mentality. For all sure. right. Uh, real quick for everyone here with us in the chat, we're gonna do a uh, Mikhail bag, if you will, for the next <laughs> Jesus segment. Christ. How long did it take you two <laughs> to come up with that shit? Literally not at uh, all. I was like, oh, not, I'm doing this because Saul's going to hate it. Not as long as it right? take me to do that DA video. Oh, wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> Have you not seen the chat? Where's the DA video, Saul? Where's the DA video, Saul? I'm sorry. It took more than a fucking sentence to do that goddamn thing. Anyway, well, my bad. Let me go fucking film a tinfoil hat for fucking sixty seconds. Hey, hey, buddy. Same team. Fuck same that team. Shit. Emma said it. Video same views, team. My friend. Same team. Uh, before we throw more shade at one another, if you have questions for us about literally anything basketball or other, put them in the chat, and we'll see if we can get to them. But let me also tell you about more furniture. Because it's the best place to spruce up your home or your office. If you're looking for a brand new couch or a table or a coffee table before the big game, definitely head on over to morefurniture.com to save big on the best furniture in the Valley. They have white glove delivery, which we receive for our offices here at PHNX, which literally takes the hard work out of buying furniture. They will pack it up and deliver it, and set it up, and all the things, and then you just have brand new, beautiful furniture. I was on their website earlier today, and one of the cooler things that I saw on the website, which I know that in a lot of, like, furniture stores you can find these things, but usually not on websites. They have, like, an accessory tab. So if you're just looking for throw pillows or cute pieces of pottery, like, the things you need to 
to add more zhuzh to your home, like wall hangings. What is zhuzh? It's like zhuzh. You gotta zhuzh it up. I've never zhuzhed. I don't know. Have you zhuzhed, Saul? Yeah. Well, more furniture can help you both zhuzh up your house. So if you have not yet, make sure you guys check them out over at More Furniture. Also, we're talking a lot about the Super Bowl because things are about to get real crazy here in Phoenix. And one place that you can always rely on is our friends over at Illegal Pete's. On uh, February 12th, they're going to have happy hour all day. So they've got you covered for all the pregame and the big game Uh things that you'll need. And if you're watching from home, they'll even bring the party to you. So just remember the big game is coming up and Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot for all the pregame materials you'll need. Fuel up during their happy hour all day on February 12th. And again, if you need it, they'll bring the party to you guys. Okay. While we're waiting for some questions to come in, I do have one for you. Uh, Espo, you shared a little tweet with us that the Tecmo Bowl uh, anniversary of its release is today. Yes. And it was released February 1st, 1989. Now, this is an NES video game. I have never heard of this one, to be completely honest with you. You've never heard of Tecmo I have Bowl. never heard of that one. Are we old or is she just um, not no, with it? No, she's just not with it. I promise you that. <laughs> So anyway, the question is, what's the best sports video game of all time to you? I mean, that's one of them. Yeah. Well, for me, it was Live 95 because NBA Live 95 was like the best. Like you could, I would just be Chris Mullen and the Warriors and just scorch anybody. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. That was the first time that you had like real simulation basketball, mm -hmm. right? Not like the arcade style. And that was, that's a, that's a goat for me as well. I think NBA Jam is right there because it was the first time I remember going into an arcade to specifically try to play something. An arcade for you youngins was a place where you would go with a lot of quarters to play video games before you could play them in your home. And uh, I remember spending uh, full days going and playing, uh, playing NBA Jam Arcade. And it was the first arcade game to make over a billion dollars. So in quarters, imagine that. So. Uh, does Mortal Kombat count as a game, like a sports game? No. Isn't it combat sports? I mean, that's... I mean, is it not? That's like saying Halo is hunting. Oh, so, so are you saying... It's not, not, it's not a sport. Are you saying... It's martial arts, no? Did Mortal Kombat lead to MMA fighting? Is that is that where is that where UFC got the idea was Mortal Kombat? I don't know. I'll be listen, I'll be honest. I know I just lost a bunch of cool points. Everyone's telling me in the chat. That's okay. Sports video games have never been my thing. So that's that's all. That's okay. That's all. Okay. I, I think Tecmo Super Bowl actually was the the better of the Tecmo Bowls, though. Guess what, everybody? No? In the darkness, beyond the light, there shall only be one. Welcome, New Girl! Hi, Gerald. Hi, guys. How's it going? Oh, you know, we've been better around these parts, but we're not too bad. Could be completely honest with you, we've found a way to laugh quite a bit tonight already. How are you? How are the sons doing after that one? Um... 
You know, they're in an interesting place. I, I feel like we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that they were playing pretty good basketball coming into this game. And I think that was kind of the message in the locker room is we can't take that, you know, winning streak that we just had and focus just on that. And, but we also can't just focus on this one game. Uh, they, A lot of them said it was one of those games where, you know, the Hawks were hitting everything. We couldn't hit anything. Um, I kind of tried to poke around and ask because this is – we've seen this – team let leads snowball they've let deficit snowball games get out of hand too many times this season even with all the injuries that they've had um and they were just saying you know it's kind of hard to break the cycle of if the other team is hot and you're not um so i i don't know if they really have any answers for that side of the equation but they are kind of trying to flush this one and, and move on with the five game road trip coming up um, so we'll see how they respond. I'm interested to see because obviously tonight was not it and it kind of brought up a lot of the fears and concerns that we had with this team over the last month. And I know it's just one game, but it was it was an ugly game. This feels like nobody, nobody can get a grip in the NBA. Nobody. Mm-hmm. It feels like everybody's up and down. The Warriors can't can't buy a win on the road. They lost again tonight. The Suns are, you know, wildly inconsistent this season. You don't know what you're going to get from one game to the next. You think they're on a roll. You think Chris Paul's back. Mikhail's playing at a high level, which he still did continue to do tonight. But, geez, what the hell is going on? And can you explain Cam Johnson only playing 15 minutes, barely getting any run, uh, the inconsistency by which he's seeing the floor and how Monty's just completely fucking with the rhythm? Yeah, so I did ask Monty about that in post game because, obviously, he only played 15 minutes tonight. I think last game it was either 22 or 26. So they've been trying to dial it down a little bit. Um, They pulled him religiously after like a four or five minute stint tonight. Um, And Monty was saying, you know, it's part of the managing that comeback process. He was saying um, that's just kind of where we are with that right now. He said he did feel like it hurt Cam's rhythm doing that tonight. Um, But when we talked to Cam in the locker room, he was obviously visibly frustrated but he knew going in tonight that would be the plan uh trying to limit his minutes limit his stints to shorter bursts Um, he was saying you know the knee feels better some days and it feels worse some days and they're just trying to manage those peaks and valleys so we you know we kind of poked around it didn't sound like there was a setback of any sort it just sounds like they played him too many minutes in his first couple games back where he had you know 26 28 30 some minutes and he's feeling the effects of that after not having played in 37 games. So I think they're trying to dial it back a little bit um, and let his body respond and not push him so hard out of the gates. Is that is that a is that a training staff mandate, or is that just Monty trying to be precautionary? Or I mean, I, I I'm a little concerned because you just said you know one day it feels good, one day it feels bad. Like what 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 is he not fully healed yet? Well, no, he was saying like, because someone asked him like, how do, does your day feel or does your knee feel worse some days and better some days? And he was like, yeah, but you know, that's with anybody like your knee could feel better some days and worse some days. It's just part of this process of coming back. And they knew that coming in, it does sound more like a training staff thing than a Monty thing. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see moving forward. We'll definitely be monitoring his minutes moving forward. As of right now, I, I would be a little bit concerned. It, it doesn't sound like there was a major setback to where, you know, he needs to miss time now. But it does sound like something they have to be a lot more careful managing. And this is what we talked about his first couple games back. But, 
nobody really noticed it because he was playing so well. He was playing too many minutes when he first got brought back. Like that's just the long and short of it. And now I think they're feeling the after effects of that. Yeah, but but when my knee hurts, I just think it's going to rain tomorrow. It's not. It's not because Cam Johnson. I just don't understand like this whole thing with like it makes me feel like maybe he's not fully one hundred percent because it shouldn't. I mean, it shouldn't hurt to the point where they they have to caution whether or not whether how many minutes he's playing at this point. Like if he's back, he's back, right? I I, I don't. Maybe I'm just thinking way too much about this. I, I think they thought he was fully back and I think they pushed him too hard when he was back. I, I think that's just how it is. Like, you know, our knee could hurt. We think it's raining, but we don't have to go out there and log 30 minutes against NBA players on a night to night basis. So it's, I, I hate to use my trademark phrase, but there's levels. to this. <laughs> <laughs> I also think it could be that like, not that his knee was re injured, but it could be a little bit sore or feel painful and instead right. of pushing through that, they're going to limit it and monitor it to make sure that it's not anything additional. Right? Yeah, like, I, it's I better it's, safe than sorry with this type of a situation. Yeah, I, I think it's a course correction from ignoring or exceeding their minutes limit for him when he first came back those couple of games. And I think his body responded to it in a less than ideal way. That doesn't mean that there's a setback. That doesn't mean that he's screwed for the rest of the season. It just means they need to be a little bit more cautious with him than they were to start his comeback, I guess. Did Monty or any of the guys have any answer to what happened tonight? Was there anything that, that kind of made sense of where this went wrong, why, again, the entire team went cold from the field all at once? Not really, honestly, and that's kind of the – it's either the encouraging or the disappointing part when you look at it because – this is the type of game that normally you would just flush, but they've had too many of those this season. Um, so it, it does feel like it's becoming a recurring theme for this team to get down. And instead of responding and fighting back, they just kind of curl up and die. And like, it's not a good look, um, especially for a team that had been playing well coming in. That's the surprising part is like the Hawks are the seven seed in the East or something like that. It's not like there's some, fantastic team like when the Boston Celtics came here and, and kicked their butts like this is this is just a very run-of-the-mill East team that they just got annihilated by they were down by 42 at one point um so yeah I, I tried asking like what needs to change to prevent these things from snowballing and they were saying they you know they were pointing to the defensive end we got to get up into guys we've got to make them feel us they didn't really feel us DA said he thought that early on they did a good job defensively of protecting the rim, getting into Trey Young in the pick and roll. I'm not sure I agreed because it's kind of spiraled from the first quarter onward. But, um, yeah, they, they don't really seem to have any answers on that front. I think Monty was saying after the game, nobody in the locker room is hanging their heads. It didn't feel that way to me going into the locker room, but maybe they should hang their heads a little bit. Like maybe they should internalize some of this and take it into next game and go back to playing the Suns basketball we've seen over the last week or two. Do you think this will be the last home game for a few of those guys that were out there tonight with them being on the road till the trade deadline? Yeah, it very could possibly be. I mean, obviously I've been, you know, concocting some realistic trades on gophnx.com and some off the wall wild ones. But I mean, it, it does feel like the mood in the locker room does kind of feel like, okay, something needs to change, whether that's a trade or whether that's how we handle losses like this or, just getting Devin Booker back, something has to change to pick the momentum back up again. 
Did you see James Jones? And if you did, did you tell him Tory Craig is not on the trading block? He's not available to to get. I did not see James Jones, but I'll be sure to let him know if I do run into him before the trade deadline. Sure before he calls anybody, <laughs> hey, he knows he's on his team. I know we've all been a little bit down, but there is something to celebrate tonight. Oh yeah, this should be the final home game that the disgraced future former owner owns this team. That's true. This that's one thing to be excited about. Next next time they play at home, Matt Ishbia should be the owner of this team. Fingers crossed. You kind of made me sad, though, going back, skipping that part of that this could be the last home game for some of the guys on the team. Yeah. I didn't really think about that. Now I'm a little sad. Your sweet baby angel may not be coming back. Don't say that out loud. <laughs> not me. Uh, Psycho Hawk wants to know if you got to talk to Frank. Come in. Uh, a, little, a little bit. We said hi to him on our way into the locker room because he was hanging out there waiting for some of the guys. We heard... Dario walking past us and he was joking with Frank and he was telling him go home Frank go home so <laughs> I think Frank was probably giving him a little shit for the way that the game went but um yeah I didn't get a chance to talk to him too much we were trying to get a hold of Cam and see what the deal with his minutes was I miss Frank I'm really glad to see Frank uh on a team still in the NBA I know that he had shared on his social media a while back that that injury that he had uh with the Suns was was pretty bad and it took a lot to get him back into being able to to play again so i'm glad to see that he's still out there in the nba did you tell him i'm over him and i've moved on to jock <laughs> i did not tell him that i didn't want to hurt his feelings after oh. such a, a nice win for him and his team that, that's oh, very boy. kind of you gerald it's very kind he would have All been right. devastated gerald anything else stand out to you from tonight or anything that the guys said Nope, just move on to the next one. They've got a tough road trip coming up. They've got Boston and then Detroit on the second night of a back-to-back. And then they go to, I think it's Brooklyn, and then they get Atlanta again next Thursday, uh, the first night of a back-to-back against the Pacers. So this is not an easy road trip. There's a nice little gap in between there, but um, this is not how you want to kick that sort of thing off heading into the All-Star break. Uh, We'll see if they can be resilient and be a little bit better on the road than they've been so far this season. Awesome. Thank you, Gerald. We'll see you later. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right. I got a couple questions for you guys from the chat. But first, uh, let me tell you about the Underdog Fantasy app. The Underdog Fantasy app is the best way to combine daily fantasy sports and the potential to win a bunch of money. They do daily fantasy sports differently. They make it incredibly easy. No matter what kind of level of fantasy sports you are looking to participate in, whether that's daily, weekly, or a whole season, Underdog Fantasy has something for everyone. My favorite is the Pick'em's game because it's literally so easy. You just pick higher or lower, and you can add more legs and potentially win even more money. I told you guys before, Derek over at the D-backs show here at PHNX won $1,000 on the Underdog Fantasy app, and it is incredibly easy to get started. Just go to underdogfantasy.com. Or download the app, but make sure you sign up with that promo code PHNX because when you use that promo code, Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. So free money to play with on the Underdog Fantasy app. And my favorite thing with the Underdog Fantasy app is pitchers, pitch counts, mm-hmm. and baseball's right around the corner. So those are fun. There you That's go. That's how I won 1000 bucks last year was playing. Wait, you won 1000 bucks huh? too? Yeah, doing the higher or lower on pitch counts. Did wow. five of them. 
Wow. I didn't realize that we had $2,000 winners in this office. Clearly, it must be pretty easy if two people from here can do it. So I'm just saying. If Espo can do it, anybody can do it. (laughs) I kid, I kid. Also, shout out to Mountain Mike's Pizza for hooking us up with lunch yesterday. I actually dabbled in some of the leftovers today, and I'll say it's just as good on day two, which is a huge thing for pizza, right? At least for me. I want to know that I can have leftovers and it be just as good. And today, confirm that uh, Mountain Mike's is just as good as a leftover meal as well. Head over to mountainmikepizza.com or you can check them out in their Mesa, Chandler, or Tucson locations. Uh, You can place an order online or you can pop in. And a reminder, new diehards get a $50 voucher to Mountain Mike's Pizza upon signing up. So make sure you guys check them out. And thank you again for uh, hooking us up with lunch yesterday. We love Mountain Mike's. They always come out and support us at our our events throughout the valley. They're 